You're listening to Out of Line with Kat Poland, where I interview those who innovate, deviate, and create their own path. Today I'm talking with social media coach Chanel Whitley. Actually, I'm not even entirely sure if that's how you pronounce her name. Um, I never even asked. That's just how I see it, and that's how I say it in my head. And note to self, I need to ask guests to pronounce their names for me so I make sure I'm not saying them incorrectly. Uh, But she was um, absolutely delightful, as you're about to hear. Um, I don't know how I came across her Instagram feed, but... I was immediately drawn to the fact that she was modeling Walmart clothes and looked like she was out of some kind of high fashion magazine. I thought, oh, I am all about that. I'm all about being thrifty and finding things where you are. And um, in spite of my everyday clothing choices, I actually really like fashion. Um, I like to study different kinds of fashion and watch shows about fashion I just don't actually carry that out on my own body. Um, But I also was very um, intrigued by her approach to body positivity. Um, She's a mom of five, and um, she just talks about how to embrace your body where it's at right now instead of always trying to reach for some ideal weight or size. And I was really drawn to that. And then I found out, She was from Kansas, so I thought, well, heck, I just, I have to have her on, and I'm glad I did. One thing I like about Chanel is, even though she knows how to um, wear the clothes that flatter you and do your hair a certain way and set up lighting a certain way, uh, part of what she does is teaches other people how to do that, to have um, the most flattering videos or photos, but she's also not afraid to just... I quote unquote be herself around other people. So uh, when we first hopped on our Zoom, it cracked me up because she was smack dab in the middle of getting ready. Um, and I kind of got a little bit of a Blair Witch type tour around her home as she was carrying the phone and <laughs> putting on her makeup. And it was just completely comfortable. Um, we just hit the ground running. No small talk, just dove right into all sorts of different topics. And those are just my kind of people that, um, there are no pretenses. Um, they are who they are. And it was, it was very delightful. Okay. I'm going to ask you my actual questions here before we get. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Are we, are we actually starting or? Yeah. 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 Okay. Hold on. Let me fix this in case. (laughs) I'm like, please don't put me on the internet like this. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you're fine. Okay. What's up? Here I am with my adult braces, so you're all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Tell me about you. Like, what's your bio that you give people? I like, have like trash in the background. Okay. So I am a mom of five. We're a military spouse. We live in El Paso, Texas. Um, I'm from Kansas and we move every three years. So that's kind of a big part of my life. Um, me personally, I am building basically something that's turned into a career on social media. It's kind of evolved over time because I uh, started out with network marketing when I quit my corporate job to marry my husband and move every three years. 
<laughs> and have kids because I, I met him when my two younger kids were or my first two kids were really little and I was a single mom working corporate that life and I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom so I thought <laughs> and um I once I started doing that I felt like well I want to do something besides play dates and <laughs> mom life like I realized I it wasn't fulfilling me, which a lot of, I feel like a lot of moms experience that when they start staying home or when they stay home in general. So, um, I got into a network marketing company just because that seems to be like a lowest hanging fruit and not that there's anything wrong with it, but that's kind of how my whole career, career on social media started. So then did that for a couple of years, got a lot of confidence from it. I didn't Mm -hmm. get the financial gain that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do relatively well though, um, statistically speaking, mm-hmm. but nothing that would replace like a corporate salary. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did that for a couple of years and I really, I, I developed a lot, like a lot of confidence online and a lot of personal development and mindset. So it helped me a lot and I never want to discredit that part of the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so then I became an influencer. Uh, One day I met a friend online and we were talking and it was like January, 2019. And I'm I'm the type that's like, we're going to have an amazing year. What are we going to do this year? (laughs) And I, we learned how to edit photos Mm -hmm. and we learned how to get brand partnerships it started with like getting paid ten dollars to take photos with coffee at dunkin donuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i remember thinking that was like the coolest thing and um that evolved into me like starting to be my real self online which was body positivity body confidence because that was something i struggled with having kids my body fluctuated so much i always gained like 40 or 50 pounds when i'm pregnant and then my last three kids were back to back to back. So it was even worse than the first two. And I just started sharing that journey and it became this thing that it is now. And um, so I've been influencing, you know, brand partnerships and body confidence for about two years. And then I'm recently transitioned into social media coaching. So that was a very long-winded answer. Yeah, I don't want to that's give okay. The whole, the that's okay. <laughs> so I have so to what? ask, knowing that you're from Manhattan, I'm guessing you met in the military. He was at Fort Riley, I'm guessing. Is that yes, how you met? Fort, okay. He was at Fort Riley. Yeah. 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 yeah we actually lived in the same apartment complex and we met online. Uh, oh, it was just it was just funny because he was like, I don't remember Manhattan's a small town, so somehow we must have talked about what part of town mm-hmm. do you live in. And next thing I know, I'm like, no, you live in the same apartment. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yes, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I went to yeah. K State, K State, my freshman year of college. So, oh, where did you go after that? Wichita State. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked in Wichita for like six months before I got pregnant. <laughs> by my husband and ah, then, gotcha. so yeah that was kind of where my career was starting to take off was in Wichita yeah then, uh plans changed or my, yeah. my path changed yeah yeah with the you know military family lifestyle I, you know you mentioned um you know the marketing company and how people kind of look down on that and it's interesting because I've done that too I had I mean um a little bit of a similar journey I left um 
left a corporate job to stay home with my two girls when they were little and uh, hardest job of my life. Um, It was like six months where I really didn't do any work. And I missed that fulfillment from having a career, but um, I did, I sold jewelry uh, for a company. And like you said, you know, I had statistical success and I climbed the ladder really quickly, but at the same time, a lot of those companies, when you look at the actual compensation, you know, it's not great. And but so I think um, a lot of people want to downplay that experience. But I'm like you, I mean, I think people can have great experience and gain confidence and gain skills and network. And, but I think also going into it too, with more realistic expectations of <laughs> what your paycheck's going to look like, you know? So. I mean, I see, I see that same thing with being an influencer because it's not so different in a lot of ways mm-hmm. than I remember when I was when I talk to people who don't like those companies I'm like there's so many other paths that aren't that far off mm-hmm. as far as the experience the grind what you're getting paid at first but there's an experience outside of money and all of the and many things in life that mm-hmm. are still make it worth it mm-hmm. so yeah, um, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about body positivity, tell me what does mm-hmm. that what does that mean to you? Because some people maybe they don't know. So for me, it's just about choosing to be confident wherever you're at <laughs> and not waiting for a day that's in the future that may or may not ever come. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for so many of us and even me, it's changed. I've had five kids. So I've got to experience postpartum body image five times mm-hmm. <laughs> and I struggle with it every time I posted a TikTok recently that went kind of viral sharing like my body recently and like how explaining how it takes X amount of time for your body to recover X amount of time, like the science, mm-hmm. the biology behind it and how us as women, like a week after giving birth, we're like, Bleh, like disgusted with ourselves. <laughs> when it really takes like years sometimes Mm -hmm. some studies have shown it takes years to recover like biologically from Mm -hmm. giving birth if ever I mean some things are you're always gonna have traces of yeah so yeah for me so for me body positivity is about knowing that you can choose to be confident no matter what your body looks like right now yeah I really like that and I I think that's one of the reasons I, like I said, I don't remember how I started following you. It's like, Oh, like I loved like your fashion and your, your look, but like your, just how you would embrace where your body was at right in that moment. Um, you know, cause I've been on that journey, you know, I've had three kids, but um, like most of my life I've been a skinny B I T C H <laughs> like, that's just like genetically how I'm built, you know, I mean, my, si- my sister is like that. So yeah, I and it. so <laughs> I'm five foot 10. Um, and I have had horrible eating habits my whole life. Like even as a kid, like binge eating, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's that disconnect there between being thin and people thinking you must have, you know, you must work out all the time. You must eat healthy. And I, I didn't. And, you know, at some point that caught up to me that, you know, my, you know, that my body changed and, um, actually ended up two years ago, ended up with colitis. Um, so I lost, I lost like 30 pounds in six weeks and oh my God. I, it was crazy people's reaction to me because I would have people say things like, um, 
oh, you look so great. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, I didn't want to say I was like crapping myself. Like, right. And I see this like, on social media. That's so sad that you go through something that's so hard on your body and it's rewarded with a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, cr- it's just crazy. And so now I've gone to the other end of that spectrum where the past year, um, you know, the stress from COVID and, you know, my body's mm-hmm. changed all, and, and my colitis has most is, is in remission. So now I can eat what I want again, which is great. Cause I love food, but now I've, I mean, I've gained 30 pounds on top of, you know, on top of that. So now, you know, my body's changed. I'm a totally different size. Like nothing fits me. And you, you kind of go back to that default of everything you hear as a woman of you need to lose weight. You need to be, you know, need to be smaller, smaller, mm-hmm. smaller, smaller. And I'm just like the point where I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't want that dictating my life, you know, because I can, you know, dress this way and still look beautiful and still feel good and not mm-hmm. be like chasing that, that size or that number on a scale. And um, I just see so many women, like you said, they're waiting for some magical day for some magical number. And have you heard, have you heard from women that follow you that have had that same story that they finally have like, you know what, you're right. I just need to accept where I'm at right now. I think a lot of people, I think it's a journey, not a destination. So even me, like I would say maybe I'm five steps ahead of a lot of people that follow me and like where I'm at accepting myself, but I'm not perfect. There are days where I like, I'm, about it's that time of the month and like mm-hmm. I couldn't button these jeans I've, I've actually been losing weight the baby weight has come off like slowly and people anytime someone comp, comp says something about weight loss I like go off so nobody <laughs> says anything anymore because <laughs> I just don't like kind of like what you're saying like I'm like don't I'm not looking for weight loss compliments because that just feeds into the culture because mm-hmm. what if I gain weight or what if someone else not even me like what if someone else the moment you start gaining weight again, you feel like the compliments are gone. Cause I spent so much of my mm-hmm. life like that too. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm good when I'm getting compliments and I'm bad when I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I care if I'm getting compliments. It's that I want people to realize like, don't walk up to someone you haven't seen in five months and compliment their weight <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because they may like that in the moment, their ego, but you're not helping the culture long-term mm-hmm. by complimenting someone on their weight. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just, and it's just a, a buffer, like a boost to their ego, but it's not actually, uh, like, I'm just thinking like you can give a compliment, like you look, you know, glowing or happier, mm-hmm. or you have so much, like just something that's like intrinsic because mm-hmm. some people, they do start losing weight and they do seem happier and they do seem more energetic and maybe they are losing weight in a healthy way and they're exercising and they're vibrant Mm -hmm. but what if someone has an eating disorder or what if someone is sick like you were and you Mm -hmm. go compliment their weight are you really it's just so it's so superficial it is like a yeah it's not a really like a soul compliment is what I would call it yeah yeah because it's fleeting and it can change from one season to the next it should change if you think about it like you're human like it should change nobody's going to be the same weight their entire life yeah so you know, it's like, I was thinking about this last night and having a conversation with my husband, like we're, we have a, a trip planned to Cancun in June. It's our 15th wedding anniversary and um, super excited. That's but awesome. You, yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited. But you're like your mind immediately, you're like oh, going to the beach. Like, you know, you think you have to lose weight. You have to look a certain way. We were talking to each other last night. We're like, we love each other. Like we love each other as we are. We're not trying to impress anybody else. Like 
where is this coming from? Like, why, like, why would, why would we even have these conversations? And, um, and, you know, it's like, my husband hasn't said one word about my weight gain. Like he hasn't cared, you know? And it's like, yeah, I think as women, we just are convinced that, um, you know, guys like a certain look or a certain size or, but mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would say for the most part, they don't, I mean, I don't know. And I, I mean, I, mean, I think everyone might have a type or their preferences, yeah. but like, I don't think, especially when you're married to someone like my husband gains and loses weight too. Like he mm-hmm. makes, he, he, he jokes about it because, you know, he gains sympathy weight or whatever <laughs> when I'm pregnant because we yeah. eat out together or whatever. And he's like, oh man, I've gained like 20 pounds. I don't even notice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even notice. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't care. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, and I think confidence will take, it's so it seems like such a cop out, but confidence will take you so much further than weight mm. loss ever will. Mm. Like from what I've experienced mm. personally, because I've been, mm. I used to, when I, after I had my second baby, I had a very, I was only 24. I had a very traumatic experience Aww. with that boyfriend and everything. And um, me and him used to go to the gym together. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, well, if he ever sees me again, because I was single Aww. at this time, I was like, I can't look like this. And now I look at pictures and I'm like, it wasn't even bad. I was like a size 10 or something. Mm. <laughs> and I'm a size 16 now, 14, mm-hmm. 16. And so it's funny because I was like, okay, I'm going to hit the gym. Like, I'm going to be like a bodybuilder, Aww. like bikini model, like uh-huh. whatever. And I, I didn't get that far, but I did get to where I was going to the gym religiously, like mm-hmm. after work, pick my kids up from daycare, feed them dinner in 15 minutes, go to the gym, like, and... I did get really thin and really mm-hmm. fit and everything. I knew I looked good. Like I was like, but my confidence was only in knowing I was, I had the ideal body type. Mm. My confidence wasn't in myself as a person. Yeah. So like I could go out to like a bar and be like, I know I look good, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I still didn't have a lot of self-worth. I still didn't have a mm-hmm. lot of confidence in my being. Mm-hmm. So it was a very superficial confidence. Mm-hmm. And so I think so many of us, we want confidence and that seems like an easy way to get, not an easy way, but it seems like a simple way to get it. Mm. Like lose weight, be this size. I will be confident, but that's not. Oh, that's not even if you even look at people there's like skinny girls fit girls it doesn't matter Every, women of all shapes and sizes that either have that superficial confidence or very low confidence in general so i don't mm-hmm. i don't think confidence has any actually much to do with your body size at all mm-hmm. no i think you're right and uh have you found um like because like you said you even struggle with your own confidence like, mm-hmm. like have you found like a community of women or supporters that kind of have the same mindset to lift each other up. Cause I can imagine, you know, there's um, people out there that are, you know, they don't like, or what, what's the, the phrase from Taylor Swift? Like people throw rocks at things that shine, you know, like they don't, yeah they don't like seeing women being confident because it makes them feel insecure about themselves. I, so my community is social media and I'm not, I'm a, I'm, I would say I'm like big enough to make an impact, but I'm not like, viral status where people are like attacking me very often. It very, very rarely happens, thankfully. 
Um, like I, my, I had a TikTok go viral. You can watch it later. I had a TikTok or I put it on Instagram too, but it went viral on TikTok for some reason. Um, it was me like showing my, the one I told you about earlier and all the comments. And I think it made me realize like I, I've been talking about body confidence and normalizing how your body looks right mm-hmm. now for the past two years. I didn't, and I knew women struggled, like I knew all these things, but then reading the comments, it's Mm. like over 400 comments. Wow. There's women that just had a baby two weeks ago and they said they're disgusted with themselves. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, you just had a baby two weeks ago. And like, some people are like, my kid is five years old and I am just like, I hate myself. Like just so many of these comments and I just reading them, I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew this was a problem, but it is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. like women like feel disgusted around their husbands yeah. and they don't feel like it it even stops people from doing things they want to do mm-hmm. like life like their goals their dreams because they feel so like I don't know what the right word is just not comfortable in their own skin mm-hmm. and that's the bigger thing I think more than like the body positivity sounds all like rainbows and butterflies (laughs) but I think the bigger thing is normalizing like wherever you're at doesn't have to stop you from doing things you want to do and being happy because I think that we almost use it as a blocker for happiness Mm -hmm. yeah I think you're right it just it, it spills out into so many other areas of our lives that like you said we can't enjoy doing xyz because we feel like we have to look a certain way and it's just such bs but <laughs> i know like i remember going to things like events at the park like, it's been covid's been a year like i think that i'm fine i'm like oh my life is normal i'm an introvert because i'm kind of like an extroverted introvert like mm. i'm not like shy but i do enjoy my time alone mm-hmm. <laughs> which is where motherhood has like kicked me into another dimension because <laughs> i get no alone time yeah but watch my daycare is good though yeah yeah but um i remember going to like birthday parties or like you know, just get togethers and just being like, oh, I'm like, feel so gross. Mm. Like I feel, and no, and if you think about it, nobody, when have you gone to a function and you're like looking at people around you, like analyzing their body? Mm-mm. Do you do that? I don't do that. But I no. sit there and I think that like, oh, that girl <clears throat> looks so much better than me. Or, oh, like, uh, like I remember, and it's postpartum is a really big trigger. I think if you have body mm-hmm. image issues, like you don't have to have kids to have body image issues, mm-hmm. but I think it's a trigger for mm-hmm. sure because it changes your body so much. And so it's always when I'm postpartum, but I remember like I would have my baby and I would see another woman with a baby and like compare like how old mm-hmm. they were and how her body looked and how mine looked. And like, it was insane. <laughs> like, yeah. Why do, I, why do we do that to ourselves? Well, Instead of just so. enjoying the company and just, eating the hot dog and like drinking a margarita and not feeling like, uh, like I'm gross. Like, I don't know. It's just sad <sighs> when I look at it in hindsight. And it's just, you feel so awful. At least I felt, I always felt so awful postpartum. Like everything's leaking out of like every orifice of your body and you're exhausted and the baby's mm-hmm. not sleeping. And yeah, I mean, you already just feel terrible. And then to pile on, you know, putting yourself down for, you know, well, women try to exercise before they're even ready. Mm-mm. And like, I'm like, you have a, and I didn't even know this till my, it was either my fourth or fifth baby. You have a wound in your uterus mm. after you have a baby. That's the size of your placenta, which is the size of a plate. 
wow. like an eight inch plate. And so when your uterus is healing, it takes six to eight weeks. There's a literally an open wound. That's why you can't, you're not supposed to stick foreign objects up there. That's all you're not supposed to, because you don't want to like caught, like if you think about it, if you had an open wound in any other organ of your mm-hmm. body, would you go try to run a mile? Would you go try to do a hit workout at the gym or you probably don't go to the gym because no one would t- let you, but <laughs> in front of the TV, mm-hmm. you know, when your baby is like 10 days old or three weeks old, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't do that. But because we have this pressure to get back to normal so fast, we put our own health at risk, but that's, that's women in general. How many, mm-hmm. how many decades have we taken diet pills that are not safe? Mm-hmm. Like we do things that are not safe in the sake of being skinny mm-hmm. and then we put it in the name of health mm-hmm. which is like the biggest cliche there ever was and I, I think too it's like kind of goes back to just how much space women are allowed to take up and I don't even I don't even mean physically yeah. but mm-hmm. with your voice with your presence with your power mm-hmm. and that whole emphasis on thinness to me just feels like women trying to disappear like smaller and smaller and smaller and um, mm-hmm. versus just, this is me, here I am. And, um, I have to really watch how I talk around my kids. Um, and I've done that from the beginning. And like, I never, you know, poke fun at myself or say, Oh, I look fat in this or, you know, um, yeah. well, okay. I do poke fun at myself for a lot of different reasons, but, um, you know, because I just don't want them, you know, they're going to get that from society so much, especially my girls. I know my mom was not, thankfully, my mom did not, does not have body image issues, mm-hmm. at least that I know of. <laughs> she mm-hmm. never put that on me, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But I struggled still just from society. Imagine if someone in your home was talking about constantly their diet or mm-hmm. constantly, like, disgusted with themselves. Like... I think we downplay how much that will affect any little girl in our life, whether that's your niece or your mm-hmm. someone else's daughter or your friend's daughter. It's just any impressionable young girl in your yeah. life. I mean, boys too, but girls especially. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, especially if it is their mom, like, cause they're looking at themselves going, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, am I going to be that way? Am I going to feel that way? And it like, so yesterday, my son, my six, six-year-old he has asked me this quite frequently I have a tummy and he's like oh are you pregnant you're gonna have a baby and he's not he's not making fun of me he just it honestly looks like I'm pregnant some days and so I finally I just explained it to him so I went and pulled up old pictures of when I was pregnant I'm like look Mm -hmm. how big my belly was he was like oh my gosh you know and I was Mm -hmm. telling him I was like imagine a balloon you blow up a balloon it gets really big when you let the air out does that balloon go back to the same size that it was no, right. and I was like, so that's you know why I have a tummy and it's normal and um, it's just funny because I just thought, well, yeah, we should be having those conversations with our kids, like what the normal like what's human normal. body does, yeah. yeah, and and why it happens and um, yeah, I remember, I don't remember if I had my I had my first son really young, he's ten and I was twenty when I had him, and I think it was when I was pregnant, like very early pregnant, so I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the pool and seeing women, I don't know how old they were, probably early 30s, like 20s, I don't know, but they had young kids and they were in bikinis and they were skinny still, but they had stretch marks. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I wish I could be like that confident when no. 
like that it's just normal uh-huh like they're not wearing a one piece they're not wearing a tankini mm-hmm. like it's just normal they have their kid right there like and I don't know I don't want to say if that's when it started but I I remember just having the thoughts that I now share mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was really young when I would see it because it's so rare to see it I feel like yeah no you're right like I think it's so important like even what you're doing you're modeling that other people see mm-hmm. that um but I, I feel like, so I'm older than you. Um, I feel like when I was a kid growing up, like women were always covered up at the pool, like, like with teeth, big baggy t-shirts, like you, mm-hmm. I, I don't really ever remember seeing diverse body sizes um, until, you know, really until <laughs> this is sad to say, but you know, I grew up in a really small town. I really liked Lily went off to college and mm-hmm it's just such a weird thing. Like, why have I not been seeing this this whole time? And I, I think, you know, it is so important just to model that for other people that, you know, they were just at the pool enjoying their time with their kids and you got to see them do- doing that and being happy. Yeah. And like, it felt like they were present. And mm-hmm. I think so often our body image issues yeah. stop us from being present. Uh, yes. I think that's a powerful statement right there. And sure. I think, yeah, I think if anything, I've learned, even on the days I struggle with my body, and even when I, you know, I have this, like, upper, like, part of my stomach, like, my lower stomach, I've accepted it, it's, like, there, we've, we've worked through that, the upper part, when it's, like, bulging out, sometimes I'm, like, the, um, but, now I forgot what I was going to say, but um, <laughs> gosh, sorry. No, sorry, being, guys, present. being present. <laughs> oh yeah. Being present. So and it, I don't even know what I was going to say. You can edit that out. <laughs> That's okay. No, I, I think um, you're right though. Like, yeah, just not yeah. feeling present because you're so focused on your own body and how it looks and like worrying about whether or not other people are staring at your oh, body. Yeah, which... no, I, was thinking, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is like, I can, and I struggle with being present in general, like that's a whole other topic mm-hmm. with like mental health and anxiety, yeah. else, but it's, I don't struggle in the body image department. Like when I go to eat with my friends, like I order what I want, I eat what I want. And I, when someone else is struggling with that, I actually feel not like pity, but like, I remember being there and I hate seeing other people in that mm-hmm. place. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I wish they could see that there's like a freedom on the other side mm-hmm. of being able to order what you want and I don't ever want to excuse that so technically I'm not a healthy weight for my BMI if we're going off the BMI chart and people can argue about Mm -hmm. if that's accurate or not but I don't because of my shape and how I carry my weight I have a privilege Mm. that maybe other people don't have and I Mm. think that's a a whole other conversation because I can go order something and yeah I'm curvy and I'm bigger um, but I'm not going to get judged the way someone who looks the ter- stereotypical like mm. obese or overweight mm-hmm. is going to get judged for just eating something like that's not quote unquote healthy. Yeah, no, you're right. I've seen those conversations recently where it's talking about like, if you have an hourglass type shape, mm-hmm. that's how you carry your weight. That is more acceptable than somebody mm-hmm. who carries it all in their stomach or, you know, all in their legs or something like that. Um I feel, I feel like that's one thing I struggle with because <laughs> I have put on all this weight and I still barely feel a B cup <laughs> and I'm like, where are my boobs? You know, like, and I remember when I was nursing, uh, 
nursing my son, uh, I think I got up to like a C cup and I was like, oh, this is how I'm meant to be in life. Like I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm five foot 10. I have a big frame and yeah, I feel like so unbalanced because a lot of times my stomach sticks out further than my chest, which does make me look pregnant. And, and it got me thinking about, yeah, you know, like just even the way your weight is distributed on your body can be more acceptable in other ways. So I'm really glad that mm. you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So two things. First off, I remember when I had a B cup and I was way smaller, but I remember being like, that was the first time in my life. Cause I was like eating to a T, like counting my food, weighing my food, like mm-hmm. obsessed in a, we, that's a whole other discussion. But, um, I remember being like, Whoa, like I've never had small boobs before. This is awesome. <laughs> I can wear strapless bras without it being like this thing. And, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. Cause it's, it's the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can say that just from experience. I've been in size eight, which some people think is big, but I was, if you look at pictures, I'm like, holy crap. Like I was like literally half the size I am now (laughs) like to 16, which I've lost about 20 pounds. So from that experience, from being 160 pounds to 235 pounds, I not being pregnant, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, cause I've been those weights being pregnant too, but having those body sizes has shown me so much about how we think a bigger butt or a smaller butt or bigger (laughs) or whatever an hour shape is going to make us happier or Mm -hmm. more more like happy in our body but I do think the cultural standard is definitely there for privilege with how your body is shaped Mm -hmm. and um I think that just needs It'll get there because mm-hmm. I think it started with the hourglass, mm-hmm. like bigger girls with an hourglass mm-hmm. shape paved the way. And some girls who don't have that body shape, I do have that body shape technically on a measurement standard. I don't because my waist is bigger than normal because of my ab separation mm-hmm. from pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like measuring myself and comparing myself to like, I follow a lot of plus size Mm -hmm. models. That's like my tip for when you're talking about community, Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of women, my size or people who make me feel confident Yeah, because they're confident, like it's Mm -hmm. contagious. So that's a big thing for me. But anyway, so I would measure my measurements and a lot of these modeling websites. If you look up these models, you can find their everything about them, like their sizes, whatever. And it can be good or bad. Cause sometimes it's nice because there's body dysmorphia is like so real. And I've realized that more and more as people message me, cause they'll think that they look a certain way. And then I look at them and I'm like, like, they're like, I think I have an apple shaped body. And I look at them. And I'm like, you do not have an apple shaped body. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it can be helpful to look at things like that. If it's, but it, it's, tr- it's teetering the line for sure. But to get a better idea of what you actually look like, mm. Mm-hmm. because I would look and be like, oh my gosh, I look like her. Like we have the same measurements and mm-hmm. I would never think that. So, um, but anyway, I would measure my waist and be like, well, I look like her except my waist is bigger. So mm-hmm. I'm not hourglass. Mm-hmm. And so it got into that territory. But anyway, so what I was saying was I feel like the hourglass plus size models, like Ashley Graham's a textbook example people who are not that shape get upset rightfully Mm. so because they're not represented oh yeah but on the flip side um at least they're paving the way Mm -hmm. 
like maybe it wouldn't have been acceptable. It's sad that it had you have to look a certain way to for society to start to accept it. But at least they're accepting it more than they were 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. And that's so I've I've made a few posts recently. I talk about like, can we have like a face positivity movement? Like Yes, <laughs> please do. I don't have a symmetrical face. Like I've got poor it like whatever I got braces I'm 37 years old but girl you, know. you should do if you don't have TikTok I I will you go viral with that you should oh uh, yeah thing it should be a thing it should because I still I struggle should. with that like I'm all like body, gun home body positive but I don't feel this is why I'm saying it's a journey not a destination I still struggle when I don't have makeup on I still mm-hmm. struggle like if I don't self-tan myself mm-hmm. I feel like oh I'll look better if I do a clothes try on if I put some self-tanner on first and I I'm on the camp like whatever makes you feel more confident like Mm -hmm. it's a journey so if Mm -hmm. you need to wear makeup so that you can be a little overweight and wear a bikini and feel confident like balance that out go for it yeah (laughs) but I also think that just shows like there's tears (laughs) to the whole thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I like what you said like you know people just need to do how what feels good to them I like I rarely wear makeup like my kids know when I'm having some kind of zoom meeting because they're like oh you have <laughs> you have you know makeup on but um I because I think it can also go into the territory of calling women who do wear a lot of makeup fake you know like mm-hmm. why, why are they they're not fake like if that's what they enjoy doing and it's their you know it makes them feel good and I, you know, I think it's fake if you're forcing yourself to do it and you don't even enjoy doing it, but I don't think that's healthy either. Putting women down for, you know, enjoying how they dress or doing their hair or getting their nails done or doing their makeup. Yeah. You know? I mean, I love this topic because if you would have asked me this five years ago or talked to me about this, because I go places a lot more without makeup now than I used to. And that may be like getting older and getting more confident in my own skin. I still don't mm-hmm. feel like I look all, I still feel like I look like a homeless person. <laughs> if I go to Walmart, how I do, which I do, because I scout Walmart for Walmart finds like every morning after I drop my oh, daughter off at the bus. Which I, lo- I love that about you. We'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, but I go looking like how you saw me this morning before I had anything on. Like I look crazy every time I go in there and I'm like these people are probably like why is this chicken here at 7 30 in the morning like three or four days a week <laughs> but I would have told you if you asked me this five years ago I would have told you people treat me differently when I don't have makeup on mm. but I would tell you now that I showed up differently when I didn't have uh, makeup on yep I think that's yes I think you're spot on and I think it's yeah if I don't feel confident myself I'm not making eye contact I'm being mm-hmm. all weird and mousy and avoiding people. Yeah. It's, they probably think you're rude or you're shy or whatever. So I think you're right. Yeah. So I think that can apply to many things, mm-hmm. but we think people are treating us a certain way because of one thing, but are they treating us that way because we're acting a certain way or our body language or whatever. So, Oh yeah. Okay. But I would have, I would have a hundred percent been convinced that it was because I didn't have makeup on. Like they don't think I'm pretty. Therefore they're not like treating me a certain way, but no, it's because when I have makeup on and I have my cute clothes on and when I have my hair done, I show mm-hmm. up like this. Whereas when I have no makeup on and I look a certain way, I'm like, please don't look at me. I'm invisible. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I love that. Okay. So this is funny. I maybe I'm not, I don't do TikTok. I watch TikToks, but I've never made my own, but something I could talk about as far as face positivity. I kid you not. I, <laughs> I got hit on more 
when I, or I get hit on more when I go out with my face mask on and I'm like, this is not, I'm very offended right now. <laughs> I don't get it. I cover up half my, no, it's not, and it's not even, it's more like kind of <laughs> like the winks or nods or looking me up and down or whatever, which I'm like, so I cover up my face and now like, I'm so offended. It's just funny. I just, I just laugh now. I've never heard that. That's so weird. I don't know. I never even thought about it. I'm like, oh, say now and I look good. No. So yeah. And I thought, I always thought it was funny too. Cause I also used to get like looked up and down more when I was pregnant. Oh, I did get that. That's yeah. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. I guess they're like, well, can't get her pregnant again. So, I mean, what is, I, I don't know what that is, but I think it's so like, a, if I had to guess, it was probably like a biological thing, like a, like a, like subconscious something. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's, oh, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> my husband, so I was very like pro nursing. I would nurse in public. I was usually covered because I feel more comfortable that way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care if somebody else didn't cover, but, um, and my husband was very supportive and <laughs> he asked me one time, he's like, so if I'm out in public and I see a woman nursing and I want to like be supportive of her and let her know that I think it's great what she's doing. Like, should I make eye contact with her? I was like, no, don't no. make. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this is such a good point. Okay. Cause nursing body confidence, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing we can do is just make it normal. Mm-hmm. Like don't say anything. Yeah. Because the moment you start, even if you're plus size and you're, starting to wear clothes like you're trying to wear clothes that make you feel more confident the moment people start complimenting you unless it's like what we were talking about earlier like a more like like a core level compliment Mm -hmm. it's like we're drawing attention back to that Mm -hmm. like you look so good for being plus size we're drawing attention Mm -hmm. back to it and same thing with breastfeeding like the moment you start saying like you're doing a great like we're making it like a thing yeah that's true normal yeah (laughs) Yeah. And then you have somebody sit next to the woman nursing who couldn't nurse and who now feels bad. Cause yeah, you know, I couldn't nurse my first. Um, but yeah, it's funny. And my husband was like, he had good intentions, but I'm like, no, 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 that is good. And I think a lot of people are like when people, that's a good intention and mm-hmm. complimenting someone who's lost weight is a good intention. So many good things that are good intentions. Um, go that way. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Um, okay. I got to get back to my list. I think we've talked about almost everything. Okay, good. Okay. I felt, I didn't Um, know this was going to go on body positivity, but now that I've done this, I'm like, I need to talk about this more. Like this has got me. (laughs) Maybe this should be my podcast. (laughs) I think you have, I think you really have a depth to it. I think some people, they say they're about body positivity, but they haven't really done the internal work on, you know, so I think, yeah. I think it's easy and it's why I hesitate to like post about it. I think it's an easy thing right now to like catch, ride the wave. Mm. It's trendy. It's trendy. And I think sure anyone can jump on it, but like you're saying, like if you don't do the work, mm-hmm. like then it's just another thing that's trendy or it's, it's not really changing how you think about yourself and mm-hmm. how you approach it and, society i think um (laughs) so i have a pet peeve i don't know if it ever bothers you so i when a woman posts a photo of herself and she looks beautiful like i wish she would just like own that 
and be like, I look great in this outfit. But I guess it's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Someone I gotta hear a, this. Like they post a photo of themselves at the beach and they're like popping their butt. And they look amazing. And then it's like a Bible verse and like spending time oh, in gosh. nature with God. And I'm like, what does that have anything to do with your butt? Like your butt looks amazing. Just be like, Hey, I love my butt. Like, I don't know. Like yeah. it just bothers me. Like some random caption with, I don't know. It's because, and I can see it so easily now, especially cause I've been there and I do go there. There are times of the month or times there I go there. Like I, I'm, I'm very self-aware of when it's happening and I can, so because of that self-awareness of myself, I can see it so easily in other people. Mm. And it almost just makes me want to be like, not to them, but just want to be like, well, there you go. This chick is perfect. <laughs> and she's still insecure because if she wasn't, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be posting something like that and hoping people compliment her because she didn't draw attention to it. Yeah. 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 You're right. I think that's what and, it is. Yeah. And like, I even, there's a girl on my Facebook who is beautiful and she's young, like 23 or something. <laughs> And she had two kids and she said someone like insulted her body or something, which I don't know if it's true or not, or she just posted that for Mm -hmm. compliments because I don't know what there's even to insult on this chick's Mm -hmm. body. Like Mm -hmm. she's perfect by any standard of mine. And um, then a week or two later, she posted like another photo in a crop top with like, she looked beautiful. And she was like, here's my mom bod or something like that. And it's like, obviously it's like really like bothering her mm-hmm. and I just when I see it like I said it's just so easy for me to see it in other people and I'm like I just I wish it wasn't that way that's all I could mm-hmm. say yeah no I think I think that's important to remember that yeah it's probably just somebody really struggling with insecurity I did it too I remember I would post photos and be like finally back into my pre-baby jeans or like at my pre-baby weight like it's such a thing mm-hmm. and I did it too and I'm anytime I see it now I'm like ugh. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah oh yeah I think we can all look back at things we did on social media or even just life in general and be like oh what was I thinking so yeah I've been doing the mm-hmm. blogging social media thing like I'm an OG but doing it I feel like forever and well, good. that means you know so much more than I do because I look at people who've been doing this since like it was a thing like 2009 2010 2011 mm-hmm. and I'm like man like I wish I was on this train back then because I feel like <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, it's good and bad. I mean, I got my, so my blog um, gained quite a bit of notoriety and um, I started getting paid to do different stuff here and there. And I was interviewed on the BBC and just like, you know, some oh, that's awesome. random publicity. Yeah, it was, it was great. But at the same time, it's like, I felt like there's always that pressure and I'm sure you feel it too. There's that mm-hmm. pressure to keep producing content, keep producing yes. content. And, you know, in some ways you're like commodifying your own life, which <laughs> it's good and bad. Like it has to feel natural to you and, and shouldn't feel forced. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know if you ever feel this way. You're like, what if you wanted to take two weeks off? I didn't want to have to post. Oh anything. my gosh, I do. <laughs> and I, that's actually, I know we're talking about someone's random things, but that's why I'm transitioning from influencer life to my own thing. And I think that pressure will always be there somewhat because some of that's internal, right? We put pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. for whatever our internal wounds and yeah. things like that. We feel pressure that aren't there, but I was like, I don't want my life to be a reality show. Mm. Like I'm over this. I'm over mm. it. And like, mm. I would much rather show up and 
teach people something and then mm-hmm. be, de- be and log off. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to show you every waking moment of my day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not your source of entertainment. I did mm-hmm. not. Wa- I had so much resentment for my followers that I was like, you, and I don't even know if this is true. This could just be made up in my head. Maybe you feel this way too, where I was like, they expect me to just entertain them all day. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, entertainment. I have a life. <laughs> I feel like my, like my journey, my approach was different in that I was like, t- like writing long blog posts. And so, but I did, I was telling a story like when my blog really blew up is when I was telling stories of trauma of my brother committed suicide when I was 16 and unpacking all the stories, which it felt really good that people wanted to know that stuff. But at the same time, um, when I stopped writing about that, like the viewership tanked, you know, and it's, and it's like, Oh, like that's, um, Oh, there's like, there's some kind of word for it. I don't want to call it like trauma porn or something. Like, it's kind of like that. Like people get, Oh yeah. You know, like thinking about this in clubhouse and it was so funny because not funny, but I felt like this. So I went through, you haven't been following me very long, but the last year and a half, I went through this bad depression. Mm. So part life things happened on top of postpartum and pregnant, like just everything. And it went, it got bad. And I tried to try different medications. Like it was mm. just a shit storm. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. And um, it was bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And I would, I sometimes I wouldn't show up for a week and the other days I'd show up and feel like I have to tell them everything I'm going through. And then I would get a bunch of messages. Mm. So it was almost like this positive reinforcement for like being vulnerable. Maybe when mm. I wasn't ready to be or shouldn't mm. have been. And then other times it would be like, you don't have to be on, like, I get conflicting messages and my, my views would be up. My analytics would be up. Like, obviously the data says like, people want to see this, Mm -hmm. but then I'd be getting messages. Like some people would be like, thank you for sharing. And then other people would be like, you don't need to be on here and take care of yourself. Like scolding me kind of thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what the hell do I do? Like, I don't know. Like, everyone wants to see this, apparently. But then you guys are telling me, like, you guys are judging me for being on here when Mm -hmm. I'm mentally not, like, there for it. Mm -hmm. And so then I recently came out of my depression or I was misdiagnosed. I went, I decided, okay, I'm done seeing like primary care doctor for this or my OBGYN. Cause I was pregnant. I was like, I'm going to see a specialist. Like I can't keep living like this. It's been a mm-hmm. year and a half trying different medications, like yeah. everything. So my psychiatrist um, told me, I don't think you have depression. I mm-hmm. think you have ADHD that's been undiagnosed <laughs> for years. And maybe you had life circumstances that had symptoms of depression because I did I had every yeah. reason to have depression symptoms for the things that I had been through the last year and a half but um since he took me off everything and mm-hmm. got me medicated for ADHD oh. like my life is like and I haven't even talked about this publicly yet not that mm-hmm. I don't want to I just don't like I want it to be right yeah um but it's not like a secret or anything like if people message me I tell them but everything's gotten better since mm-hmm. then And then I've noticed since I've been better, people like my hairstylist or my friends will be like, your videos are so much better. You have so much more energy. You seem so much happier. Mm -hmm. And I am, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but my stats are down. My analytics are down. I'm like, people liked me better when I was depressed. (laughs) And I'm just like, I can't win. Like when I was depressed, people like wanted me to be happy when I'm happy people want me to be depressed so what do you want mm-hmm. oh god no I know this is the whole we could keep going on for another yeah, hour I know, mental I know. health I share 
I share very openly. Maybe we need a we need a part two and we can talk about mental health. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I I mean I just posted yesterday how proud I was of myself because I didn't cancel my med appointment because I was feeling better because I just came out of a really bad depression as well, which it's not my struggled off and on with for years. But I also mm-hmm. got blood work done and I was extremely low in vitamin D and omega threes. Yeah. And that has made a huge difference. But anyways, yeah. okay. No, that's good. Okay. Is there any other question you have okay. before we go? I've I'm got. Not, I, I'm not super rushed, but I I've got two don't more. want you to have. I don't want you to have a super no. long episode to edit. I no. I my interviews usually take about an hour, and my episodes around fifty minutes. So this is okay. That's far with what I normally do. Do you edit them yourself? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Ask your other questions. We okay. can just have a part two. If you want, and I won't look, I won't, I'll put on, speaking of the makeup thing, I'll put on a better face. Oh, whatever. <laughs> See? Um, okay. Okay. So two, two things I ask all my guests. Um, okay. I, I want to know from you, I call it unsolicited lift. So is there a person okay. or a business that has been a blessing to you um in the past or recently that you want to give a shout out to oh that's a good one um a person or a business oh gosh or an organization Uh, it doesn't have to be a business but like an organization that yeah um let me think just for a second or you we can come back to it too if you want to yeah we can come back to it okay ask the other one okay (laughs) you might need to think (laughs) on this one too okay so imagine that you're invited to a conference you're the keynote speaker you're walking out on stage what is your hype song what is the oh, song that's played when you these are, are on stage? <laughs> so I'm putting together a playlist on Spotify of all my guest hype songs. And I love it because people oh, have yeah, such you have different answers. But is there a song? Oh, that you gosh, I don't care I, what it okay. is. I would probably, knowing me, if I had a hype song, I would like spend two hours picking one. <laughs> but if I had to go off the top of my head, and it might be cliche, someone's probably already said this. Uh, sorry, not Sorry. <laughs> No, from Demi Lovato. Yeah, like, love if it. If I had to think off the top of my head, that would be mm-hmm. the one. Yeah, no one said, no one has said that one yet. So I love. <laughs> okay, it. okay. Yeah, no, like so people. Um, <laughs> mine are like super. One of mine would be like "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um, because in my head, I'm a rapper. That's uh, awesome. And maybe like "Thunder" by Imagine Dragons, but yeah, people have it's. I love it. I just I love songs that get people like feeling good about themselves. So okay, so have you thought of a of an unsolicited lift? Like, okay, someone. This might be. This might. This. This girl. I got, I'm gonna say her last name. I've been following her for like. She's not even an influence or anything. She's a model who like models for places like JC Penney, just like normal like commercial stuff yeah she's not like super famous she's mildly famous i think i don't know um her name is lexi i don't know how to say her name plak plakorakis i'm gonna send it to you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah send um, it to me. but uh she's a plus size model and i she was on i found her on instagram i think or i don't even remember where when i was 24 and my boyfriend had left me pregnant mm. and I don't know her whole story, but she has a story because she's a single mom. And I remember just like, she was a little bit older than me. She's Mm. plus size. I wasn't even plus size at the time, but I had body image issues. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, man, if this girl who's like so confident and so beautiful can go through these things and still like, I don't know, just be who she is. Mm -hmm. Like I can do it too. And like, it's so, I don't think her platform is even about that. And mm. so she probably has no idea that she Aww. like spoke to me on such a deep level. Yeah. But um, 
I would always just go to her page and like look at her pictures whenever I felt bad about myself mm. and her just like we said being normal like her mm-hmm. just being normal it, it wasn't even like she was writing these like big long inspiring posts body positivity wasn't this huge thing back then and I would just go to her page and see just photos of her like modeling bra underwear for a store mm-hmm. and I just remember just feeling like so much more at peace and wow. I think like she was like the catalyst for like my whole thing I'm doing now wow but she has no idea I'm pretty sure she has no idea <laughs> oh I love that though I love that and like yeah. I'm, I'm already imagining like somebody five years down the road what if they mention you like what if you're their person that got I them know. started oh, don't make like, me cry but I mean because yeah. people people throw the term influencer around at a really shallow level which I think there are some that are performing at a shallow level but in like you're influencing people's lives and I think the platform that you have can influence people's lives in such a deeper way because you are mm-hmm. willing to share that about yourself and I think that's awesome yeah I'll send her to you though because yeah and I should probably tell her oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I don't know if she would even see it it's gonna be on your podcast oh my gosh I don't yeah she even hit, yeah that would be like a dream come true you could totally fangirl and yeah oh be great. my gosh I would yeah. All right. Awesome. I'll have, okay. to, I'll have to think of what I'm going to say to her. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for um, accepting thank you. my random stranger on Instagram message. <laughs> no, I love this. I've only done one of their podcast interview and it was for like a social media podcast last yeah. year. And this was way more like, I, that was great because I gave a lot of tips and stuff, but this was more like, I loved it. This was good. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, I will talk to you later and thank you again for your time. <laughs> thank you for having me. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so I found um, the model that Chanel was talking about that she um, started following and who really inspired her. Uh, her. Her name is Lexi Eleni Plakarakis. I'm probably butchering her last name, but I apologize. But um, fortunately, her Instagram handle is pretty easy. It is just um, Lexi Eleni, so L-E-X-I-E-L-E-N-I. So definitely go check her out. One thing Chanel said that I really liked is that body positivity is a journey, not a destination. I think that's really important to remember as our bodies change from season to season. Um, And I think it's also a healthy way uh, to approach this topic because if we feel like it's a destination that we're just going to arrive at some magical place where we completely and always accept our bodies and celebrate our bodies. We'll just continue to be frustrated when we have those times when we don't feel great about our bodies because that's going to happen too. I hope you're encouraged by today's conversation, no matter where you're at on your body positivity journey. If you're just starting to think about these things or it's something you've been wrestling with for a while, my hope for you and for all of us is that we can love our bodies enough to be present in the moment and enjoy the things we want to enjoy, um, whether that's swimming freely without feeling like we have to cover ourselves or um, smiling at strangers in public. Of course, that will have to be after <laughs> we're done wearing these face masks. Um, to even you know activities you want to go enjoy with your family, with your kids. It's hot out and you're afraid to wear a tank top and shorts and Hopefully we can get to a place where we can just enjoy being with those we love without obsessing over 
how we think our bodies look. Um, and I think there are a lot of different uh, things that we can do to help ourselves along that journey, um, whether it's, you know, how you dress yourself, um, the type of physical activity you're engaging in, the type of people you're allowing to influence your life. Um, like Chanel said, she talked about following plus size models and just seeing them enjoying their everyday lives and not letting their body image get in the way. Um, or maybe it's putting on your favorite hype song and <laughs> feeling good about yourself and strutting your stuff like Chanel's song, which would get us all up and dancing. Sorry, not sorry. I'm going to be leaning into this body positivity journey and really trying to celebrate and embrace the body that I have right now in this moment. And I hope you can do the same for yourself. I encourage you to check out Chanel on Instagram. You can find her at Chanel Whitley. That's S-H-A-N-E-L-W-H-I-T-L-E-Y. You can find this episode's show notes at catpoland.com and connect with me on Facebook, Cat Poland Author and Storyteller, or Twitter or Instagram at Cat Poland. Thank you so much for listening today, and I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You're notified when new episodes come out, and as always, reviews are appreciated.